the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And we're on. This is Dr. Bill, your Radio MD. I got Ken with me this morning. And we're doing a radio show and we're streaming live on Facebook, YouTube, hopefully on my uh, DrBillRadioMD.com site. <clears throat> One of our listeners asked me uh, how to get to the video on Facebook. And so I actually I did it myself yesterday, Ken. I sat down and, and loaded up my little Facebook page and put myself live for a test. It so- works. So what's the procedure? So uh, first you uh, go to your Facebook on your desktop browser, and uh, you can either go to drbillradiomd.com, drbillyourradiomd.com. Uh, I think it's drbillradiomd.com. Uh, what you can do is if you go to your Facebook page, you know that little search bar on the upper left? Sure. Just type in drbillradiomd.com. Now when you get to my page, my site, on the left, you'll see uh, you'll see a menu bar, and you go down a few clicks, and it says "Watch." W a t c h. <clears throat> now, when you get to there, uh, click that, and this will open the general video section of Facebook, and then you can scroll down on the left side again and click "Live" on the left-hand side tab, and that will bring you up to the live streaming videos. Now, there'll probably be more than one, so you may have to scroll down to mine. Uh, but uh, you'll be able to see it, uh, and you'll know when you see it because I'm as ugly as ever. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and and then you just click on that, and you should see me. Right. Uh, you can actually type in. I think there's a window where you can actually type in the name of the video, but it's easiest just to scroll down. And what you'll see is is uh, my name, and it'll say live, Dr. Bill Radio. It's Dr. Bill Radio MD, News Medicine uh, politics, science, and humor. That's that's you and me, humor. <laughs> so uh, that, that's how you do that, buddy. All now, right. Well, then maybe some folks are going to chime in with you there. And I, I found, I, I talked with Mary, our sales marketing guru at the station, and she gave me the name of a private individual who's supposed to be helping me. But I think more than anything, she's stimulating me to go do it myself. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> Well, but, anyway, I'm sorry. I said Mary's fully qualified, so she's fully qualified. If she said, if she says, do this, do that. She well, she's truly a yenta. You know what a yenta is? A yenta? That's we're not familiar with a yenta. That's a that's a Yiddish word for uh, a gossip, a busybody, a matchmaker, uh, getting people together. You know, and a fiddler on the roof. You're talking about fiddler on the roof here. Fiddler on the roof, baby. And that's that's my girl, Mary. <laughs> All right. <laughs> So uh, where was I? Oh, yeah, the uh, the Trump threw his hat back in the ring, and DeSantis made a statement. I guess there's some PACs that are being formed to push him for governor, and he said, I'm not affiliated with any of those. Now, whether or not he is or isn't, I don't know, but uh, he said, be cautious when you donate to these PACs, and I don't think he's announced yet. 
No, not no, no. So, I mean, that's going to be contentious if he does. And you know Trump's going to lambast him and the sanctimonious is hard calling him names. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I love what Trump did for the country, but I think it might be time to move on. Think so? I don't know. I, I'm, I just... I just don't know. The base is so uh, strong for Trump, and there's, they're the people that are going to vote in the primaries. It's not going to be the the uh, middle-of-the-road Republicans or the centrist Republicans. They're not going to go out and vote in the primary. Certainly not going to be. In Florida, you can't vote uh, in the primary for a Republican unless you're De- I think unless you're declared Republican. That is true. Yeah, you have to be. You have to declare for one team or I the other. Have yeah. to declare one way or another. I don't know if that's true in all states. I think in Alaska they do it differently, uh, but I'm not sure how much impact Alaska will have on any uh, national election other than the Senate race. Well, what will have a big impact is how many people are running. The more people in a race, the more diluted the vote, and the better your chances of winning um, the end nomination with like thirty percent. Well, you know, if he gets enough people upset with him. <laughs> He may have a whole whole pass a lot. I'm sure that Pence is going to run because he's mad at Trump. And the press is trying to make it sound like uh, Pence is mad because of uh, January 6th. But that's not why Pence is mad. Pence is mad because Trump tweeted out something that Pence thought would uh, uh, threaten his family. So that's that's a whole nother story. He's also selling a book right now. So Yeah, yeah, he's selling a book and... We got to write a book, kid. <laughs> we got to do it, buddy. Speaking of books, so you know, I ran into the into the library the other day, and I, I asked the librarian. I said, "Can I get some information on the Heimlich maneuver?" And she said, "Well, yeah, go over to the card catalog and and look and find it, and I'll help you once you've got the location." So I found the card catalog that had Heimlich on it, and she said, "Oh, that's in the reference section." So she took me over there, and we found that opened it up to the page. I said, okay, I want to check this out. And she says, well, that's a reference book. You can't. I said, what do I do? She said, well, you can go copy it. And so I went over to the copy machine, Ken, and all I had were dollar bills and it only took quarters. (laughs) Oh my God. So I run back to the library and I said, have you got change? She said, we're not a bank here, dude. (laughs) So I ran down the street to the quick stop, got the change and came back. And then there's this guy in front of me uh, when I got back to the copier and he's doing 10 pages. Finally, I get up there and I make the copy. I go running back to the car, but by, by that time, the wife was blue and cold and dead. So <laughs> that's the story on books for the week. You could have got all that information online in about three seconds. I know, but uh, then I wouldn't have a good joke to tell. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think they have card catalog anymore, do they? I think it's all on the computer. <laughs> Probably is by now. So I had this real nice... I haven't computer. been in a library since my kids were in, like, grade school. Well, I go in there and hang out with some of the bums and uh, <laughs> share wine with them occasionally just to see what's going on. <laughs> you know, they go in there and sit. I didn't know that. Yeah. Like, I haven't been in there in a long time, like I said. It's kind of a high-class place to hang out for bums, I guess. There was a stretch in there. I think I was going to the library because they had a machine that would uh, take any videotape, no matter what format it was, and turn and put it onto a CD. That's pretty cool. I yeah, didn't know it could be that. videotape. It could have been mini disc. Whatever you had throughout the years, it could transform that and put it onto a CD. So I was doing those for a while in the library. It was free too. So. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Yeah. 
So I had this real nice uh, lady from Canada drop in the ER earlier, well, last week, because now we're in a new week. And she had a dislocated hip. Now, she had had a hip replacement years ago up in Canada. Who knows what they used up there? You know, paper mache or something. Moose hip. Moose hip. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, at any rate, it it was an older prosthesis, and I guess it had just worn out and it popped out. And so she's walking around for a week or two on a dislocated hip. It sounds finally, painful. Yes, finally she came because she was hurting so bad. And we uh, we relocated. I got one of the orthopedic surgeons in there. But, you know, hip injuries are, are, are a big deal as you get older, Ken. Uh, there's about two to 300,000 a year in the United States, and that's projected to go to 500,000 a year in the next 20 years. So that's a big jump as people get older. The baby boomers. Yeah, the, the, the fractured hips and then uh, the dislocation of the prosthesis, which is rare. It's only about 2% of the hips that will dislocate. And usually they're the older uh, the older prosthes- prosthetics. But at any rate, you can hey, also... Doc, I'm going to leave. We've got a phone call coming in. I'll be back in just a second here. Okay. I'll, can I keep talking? Please do. <laughs> There'll be nothing on the radio. <laughs> You're making me crack up here. So at any rate, folks, uh, you can have loosening because of an infection in the hip. Uh, You can have uh, loosening because of uh, the bone being uh, absorbed because of osteoporosis or whatever. And then the the joint uh, deforms and and the prosthesis can pop out. And you can have it from activity. uh, And I, I tell my patients, and I'll tell you guys this too, don't climb on ladders. Don't go up on step stools. If you got to do something, get somebody to come do it for you. Now, what I do, which is fairly safe, is I have a small roll around uh, scaffold. I've got one of those. Yeah, those are great. And I use that, and that's pretty safe because you know you're stepping, you're you're going up. You've got a nice platform to stand on, and if you have good scaffolding, it'll be enclosed all the way around. So if you do fall, you'll just fall up against the the bars of the scaffolding but that that's a safer much safer way if you're going to do that but that's not easy for most people as they get older to haul around the house but uh, that that's my little pearl today so the, what do we do with the uh, fractured hips well now the standard of care is a total hip replacement in the old days we did partial hips and uh, we, we're getting away from that ken we think the total hip it gives you better mobility, and you're back on your feet faster, and there's less complications in the long run. So it's not just the socket you're looking at. Uh, no, it's not just the the the, the femur or uh, the the femoral head is a ball, and the acetabulum, which is part of the hip bone, is the socket. So it's a ball and socket. So if you take your right hand and make a cup and make your left hand into a fist, that's what it looks like, and then it rolls around in there. Only of course the femoral head is rounded smooth like a ball bearing yeah something like that like a ball bearing that's partially enclosed and then it's held in with ligaments and tendons and muscles and uh so as we get older of course those loosen up uh, and we can dislocate uh, a prosthesis but the really neat thing is this is a very common orthopedic procedure and a very successful one along with the with the total knee and did I tell you that they're even doing them outpatient now? No, really. You just get up and walk away? <laughs> you just, yeah. I mean, you know, it's 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 pretty incredible, but they send you home the same day. 
and uh, the rehab person comes into your home and they drag you out of bed. So we make you bear weight the following day, right away we get, and sometimes right when you get out of surgery, once you wake up and you're you're capable of functioning, we drag you out of bed and make you stand up. And what kind of pain level do you have at that point? We don't care. <laughs> <laughs> We're doctors. <laughs> you can, it's, that's your problem, dude. Should take a better care of your hips. That's right. Yeah, patients always say, is this going to hurt me, Doc? I say, it won't hurt me a bit. <laughs> is this going to hurt? Not me. <laughs> <laughs> well, All we right. Well. We give you narcotics. And so we've cut down on the, on, the, on the length of time that we use narcotics. The research shows that three days, four days is more than enough. And after that, it uh, adds to the addictive potential of the narcotics. And also, it doesn't really help that much with the pain after a point. The best thing is to get people up and moving. And you give them some pain medicine for the first few days until the swelling goes down a little bit and the wounds have uh, healed up a little bit. And and that, that seems to be very effective. Uh, the new mantra is not too much pain medicine and not for too long. And then you can switch over to NSAIDs like ibuprofen and naproxen, you know, Aleve and, and Advil and Motrin and all that. What's the total recovery time for a hip replacement? I'll tell you what, my sister went home a couple of days after she had surgery and uh, she was up vacuuming that same week. So oh. it, it all depends on you. I think it's, as you get older, it's going to take longer. You know, you're, you're going to be down for anywhere from not down, but uh, being ginger for anywhere from two weeks to three months. That begs the question now, what can we do to avoid a hip replacement if there is anything we can do, or is it just genetic? Well, I, I think that osteoarthritis is a big deal. And, of course, if you have one of the autoimmune diseases like rheumatoid arthritis or lupus uh, or one of the other autoimmune problems, you're going to have a higher risk of, of all joint problems. Now, if you're an athlete uh, and you've been running all your life, of course, you're going to have more problems with your knees and your hips as you get older. That, that just makes sense. Uh, wear and tear, uh, trauma, um, gravity, and of course, you got to take your vitamin D, keep your vitamin D th levels up high enough. I think the D2 level should be over 30 in our lab. And if you're not taking vitamin D3, which is the active drug, then you're, you're not taking what you need to take. I'm taking what am I taking? I think I'm up to 5,000 units a day because I'm not absorbing it very well. Most people can get by on one or 2,000 units a day. And then there are also uh, uh, schema where you give uh, people 25,000 units once a week or 50,000 once a month. Those are prescription. Uh, and uh, it seems to make it easier for some older people. So that's, you don't have to be drinking gallons of milk to get vitamin D. No, but, you know, if you if you want to supplement your calcium, the best way to do it is to just buy some Tums, extra strength Tums. You <laughs> eat a couple of those a day, and you'll get a lot of calcium out of that. I'm set, man. <laughs> it's, it's it's well absorbed, and it's it's uh, cheap, and it's easy. It takes care of the pizza the, from the you night before. To, yeah. yeah, and you don't have to pee all night from drinking all that that's, milk during the day. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a good point there, Doc. That's a good point. So. The fractured hips and the dislocated hips. But this lady, the surgeon relocated it, um, and you, you don't have to open the patient up for that. That's a that's just a manipulation. So you knock them out for a minute or two, and, 
and he grabs the leg and does a couple of maneuvers and it pops back in. But there's going to be a problem, I think, with this lady because I think the prosthesis needs to be replaced totally. And, uh, of course, she'll have to go back to Canada for that. They're not going to pay for that down here. The travel insurances, they don't like that. They're not going to do that. So <laughs> I went to Florida on vacation, got a new hip. Yeah. Although we do have patients, honest to God, Ken, we do have patients that will pay and I can get self-pay rates for people down here. And, you know, they're like, what's going to cost me 250,000. I'm like, no, we get it for 25, 30,000. Uh, and I go and negotiate with the, with the hospital administration, uh, the hospital uh, financial officer, and we get it done. Service a lot faster that way, I imagine, than waiting in Canada for a couple of months. Or, or a year. A year, <laughs> you know, really? Where you're going. <clears throat> but I did have a conversation with one of the ICU doctors in uh, Prince Edward Island, which is a very small province, as you know. Uh, they do have a, finally, they have a bridge that goes over to Nova Scotia, so they can get people over to Halifax, which is a bigger city with, with more facilities. But we had a patient who was in renal failure that we were shipping back. And so I, I asked the... Uh, the critical care doctor who was accepting the patient, I said, well, what are you going to do about dialysis? Do you have dialysis? And he says, yeah, we actually have three nephrologists on the island now. I'm like, wow. And so they, they've got, a, he said he, they had about 50 or 60 dialysis patients that were active on the island. So I think the infrastructure is there in Canada, but you really have to be sick to get in. So like a hip or a knee that needs to be replaced is not an emergency. Now, if you've got a, a, acute renal failure, that's another story. Um, so every day you're behind the strokes and the heart attacks. and They seem to do pretty good with that, although I did have one patient who had an MI down here from, uh, from Ontario, and I talked with the, uh, with the cardiologist up there, and he's like, how did we miss that? Because the guy was symptomatic earlier, and... Uh, he actually ended up having a stent put in because I think he had a total occlusion of his, you know, the widow-making artery, the left anterior descending artery. And uh, I didn't say anything because, you know, I was trying to be polite. I was thinking. Well, you don't want to start an international incident. No, we didn't want to get into a war with the Canadians. They've already <laughs> beat us twice. <laughs> I think we can take them the next time. You think we can take them? Yep. I think we're there. All right. Well, I'm I'm all for that. So. That's the story on hip fractures, and the, the, the care, by the way, is, postoperatively is get you up early. Um, there's a debate as to whether or not you should be on a blood thinner for a few days afterwards because of the possibility of getting a clot in your, in your calf because, you know, you're disrupting some of the venous return. And also getting the, uh, uh, the medical doctors, the geriatric doctors involved right away. And that seems to make for a, a, a better outcome because you're not only, you know, surgeons are like, well, I'm done with my part and I'm going home. So, <laughs> you know. Is there a hierarchy there in the, in the hospital now? Yeah. Uh, I'm a surgeon. I don't do medical work. And, but some of the surgeons actually do. They'll actually help manage the fluids and, and uh, look after the, the patients and, and go in with the antibiotics and that sort of thing. But generally, we want a medical guy or gal involved along with the surgeon. Uh, we get better outcomes that way. So because, we're put on an assembly line when we go into the hospital for surgery. We hope. <laughs> and, no, have your credit card out, please. <laughs> Each stop along the way. Okay, very good. Yeah. <laughs>
And we try to use as little anesthesia as possible now. You know, we use the uh, propofol a lot, and that's the uh, that's that white milky stuff that Michael Jackson took a little bit too much of. And it, it's such a wonderful drug, Ken. I mean, you can re you can dose it perfectly so the patient can even still be breathing on their own, but not feel anything. It's it's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Does sound dangerous though to be taking it on your own. Well, yeah, that's why we don't prescribe it. And that's why the guy that did prescribe it, by the way, I think he was a cardiologist. He ended up in jail for three years. Oh, no kidding. I didn't know yeah, that. The yeah, the guy that was injecting Michael Jackson, he got his little butt thrown in the can. Lose his license to practice? Of course. Yeah. I think I put up with that crap. Yeah. You know, doctors live by a different set of laws and rules, Ken. We, we, we are probably the most regulated industry on the planet. Maybe nuclear reactors are more regulated, but uh, we're so highly regulated. And we have laws that apply to us, state statutes uh, that apply to us that don't apply to anybody else. So, you know, if you have sex with your patient or if you get a DUI or if you have uh, X number of, of uh, malpractice suits that you lose, they'll come and take your license. Well, they won't come. You go to them. <laughs> <laughs> they don't come to you. You go to them. And uh, I've been to the state board when I first applied to uh, practice in Florida, you know, I put down my neck injury. And so they're like, dude, you had a broken neck. How can you practice? So they wanted me to come and and go before the board, which I did. It was in what, 95, a long time ago. And they said, well, you're not you're not impaired. I said, no, I just have some ridiculous, some nerve root damage into my right shoulder and arm and, of course, chronic neck pain. And they said, okay, well, get out of here. <laughs> All right, but I did sit and listen, and, and uh, they, they had people in there that were coming in. because This was before we got really tough on the overprescribing of narcotics, and, and like, this is your second time, and we're giving you one more chance, and then we're going to pull your license. Now they don't even do that. If the FDA comes in or the DEA comes in and says, hey, you're selling drugs to, to – federal and state agents and you're under arrest and you're going to jail and that's it. That's it. No, no appeal there, huh? Yeah. We had, uh, we had one of our colleagues in, in the area here who was selling prescriptions for Percocets, which most people know is oxycodone and, and Tylenol mixed. And, and that's probably one of the strongest pills you can get. And they'll sell on the street for, I don't know, well, they used to sell, I think fentanyl's knocking them out of the marketplace, but on the street, they used to sell for $25 a pop. So you can make some cash. And so, uh, there was, a, a, a doctor named Upal who I actually covered for decades ago. I finally told her, no, I'm not covering for her anymore, not covering for her dealing drugs, but covering for her medical patients when she left town and she got caught, uh, because she was selling You'd pay four or $500 and she would write you a prescription for whatever you wanted without even seeing you. She'd just, you know, you'd, you'd come in her office and she'd write the prescription and hand it to you and you'd hand her the cash. And they found $2 million oh. in cash in her home, in suitcases and bags in the hallway. Two million bucks in cash. What do you, I mean, it, it makes no sense. You can't even take that out of the country. You can't go anywhere with it. You can't spend it because, you know, they're going to track you. So it it really didn't make any sense, but she's in jail. That's where she should be. And the license is gone. So yeah. we try to be uh, more judicious with the narcotics 
And although the uh, the government has really stepped on us and and uh, curtailed a lot of the activity, guess what? The fentanyl has come in and taken it over anyway. So, I mean, it's kind of silly, some of this. It, it, there's over-regulation, as you know. Yeah. And a lot of the fentanyl coming in from Mexico. So that's... Yeah. And uh, it used to be, what, methamphetamine and, and uh, heroin, and now fentanyl's the big drug. Yeah, it ain't, it ain't your daddy's heroin no more, you know? No, it's not. It ain't no more. And that fentanyl is so strong, you know, it's about 100 times. I don't know. Now there's something even stronger out there. I was talking to one of my police buddies the other day, and he was talking about an animal tranquilizer that they're now mixing with the heroin. Xylazine or something like that? Yeah, yeah, that'll knock you down. <laughs> knock a horse down, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, if I'm going to knock a horse that weighs, what, 1,500 pounds down and you weigh 150, what do you think is going to happen if you take a full dose? Yeah, it's not, been, appro- it's not, been, approved for, not been approved for humans at all. So, and, and you ain't getting up, and guess what? I'm not going to have time to run into the library and look up how to resuscitate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Nikron doesn't work on this either, so you, they're not going to be able to do anything for you. Yep. Stay away from that stuff, man. That is really Stay bad. Away. Yeah. I mean, you know, certainly there are kids that are going to experiment that, you know, some kids just don't have the maturity or the reserve not to uh, try that crap and their friends give it to them or they find it somehow. But uh, I'll tell you what, if you're a parent, you got to sit down and talk to your kids and tell them, look, there's dangerous stuff out there that will kill you. And of course, they're going to say, oh, you're just over, you're exaggerating. You're just trying to scare me. Show them the data. Show yeah. them the material. Happens every day in this country. Every day. Every day. Every day. Very sad. Yep. Meanwhile, back at Twitter, Elon Musk, as you know, took over. And uh, he gave the, the, the staff an ultimatum. Work harder or be gone. <laughs> I like that. And I guess that was the same uh, the same ultimatum that he gave to people at SpaceX and, and Tesla in years past. And, you know, he won't tolerate any uh, any uh, criticism of him. So I think about six or seven hundred people resigned. And then he canned uh, several people because they were circulating an internal memo that was critical of him. And I, they're going to sue. Of course, they're not going to get anywhere. You know, it's like the the uh, people here in our community who say, I have a right to free speech at the meetings. No, you don't. <laughs> we went over that, what, two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. And to me, this is a private business. And he he has absolute authority to say, if you badmouth me, you're gone. Absolutely. You cannot say what you want. Absolutely right. Yeah. And if you, uh, if you voice political views that, uh, I don't like, you're gone. It's my company and I'll do what I want. <laughs> and, and, and he can, and he and will. He will. And I'll and he he'll, he's going to make it better than it was. I'll bet. Well, you know, he offered Trump, uh, I guess he sent out, uh, uh, a, a Twitter, a tweet vote to see if it was okay with the community for Trump to come back because they had banned Trump for a lifetime in what, 20 or 21, I guess, after the uh, January 6th deal, as if Trump had incited a riot there, which, by the way, I read his speech and he didn't do that. That was not him. At any rate, so he said, Trump's welcome back. And I think Trump politely said, thanks, but no thanks. Well, he's got his own social media network now. He's got his own social media. And I think, he, you know, it's like, you didn't want me then? Well, you can't have me now, which would be a big boon for them. That would really help Twitter. You know that. Oh, yeah. Oh, come on. The interest in Twitter died off when he when he left. Yeah. I mean, that would bring back 
several million people. And lots of advertisers. And lots of, well, not initially. They'll wait for the dust to settle. Well, but eventually. You know, they go yeah, where the people absolutely. go. Wherever the people are, that's where they want to be. That's why people listen to you, Doc. Because everybody's so listening to you on Sunday morning. Or what? Excuse me? Because I'm so politically incorrect. No, you're right on the money. Oh, oh, thank you. I didn't realize that. And people agree with you, so that's why they like to listen to you. And we give away mugs. We do give away mugs. That's right. And Two. we also, I think we have today one of the board members who told me not to mention his name, so I won't, but he's kind of like my baby boy. I've been... I've got him under my wing. And last night, guess what he was doing? I was like, dude, you must have a really boring Saturday evening. He was looking at my Facebook page, and he texted <laughs> me, hey, Doc, you know, your Facebook page are still live. I had run a test yesterday, and I guess it was just in a loop. <laughs> <laughs> so he picture said, of an empty chair there or something? And he said, and you're picking your nose. I said, I'm not. I said, you need a life, dude. <laughs> well, we have two. Dr. Bill, you're a Radio MD coffee mugs to give away. Let's do that now. Let's do it. We're already halfway through the show, believe it or not. Oh, Fo- my God. Phone number is 877-969-8600. That's 877-969-8600. First person with the correct answer to today's question wins. And the question always deals with something that we talked about in the first half of the show. So everybody has been listening since the beginning, knows that Doc had a little trouble this week going to a place to find where you would find reading material <laughs> without actually giving that it away. Gives it away dude. <laughs> that is the fastest dialing contest at 877-969-8600. First correct caller wins. There you go. How about that, Doc? Huh? <laughs> That's great. And you're politically incorrect, Dr. Bill and Ken. We'll be right back. (laughs) Thanks, Doc. Thank you. Here's the latest from the Answer News Center. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. Elon Musk has reinstated Donald Trump's account on Twitter, reversing a ban that kept the former president off the social media platform since 2021. Musk making the announcement after holding a poll that asked Twitter to click yes or no on whether Mr. Trump's account should be reinstated. It's not clear whether he will actually return to Twitter. He has, in the past, stuck to his own social media site, Truth Social. Vice President Kamala Harris in the Philippines this weekend, underscoring America's commitment to defend its ally. The trip will involve flying to an island province that faces the disputed South China Sea. And it's a big piece of baseball history, and it will cost a lot to buy it. The ball that New York Yankees slugger Aaron Judge hit for his American League record 60-second home run is now up for auction. It could fetch a million bucks. This is SRN News. I am AM860, The Answer. Listen on our website, theanswertampa.com. 93.7 FM. W229DJ Dunedin. By downloading The Answer Tampa app or on TuneIn or Odyssey. Dr. Bill for Bay Area Medical. Located at 6399 38th Avenue North in St. Pete. 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. Full service clinic with x-ray, heart imaging, ultrasound, stress testing, and minor surgery. We provide quality health care in a warm and friendly atmosphere. We are multilingual, well-trained, and certified. Most American insurance and new patients accepted. Bay Area Medical, home of CanCare, 727-384-6411. 
1-877-387-6411. Dr. Bill here. With social distancing and sheltering in place, telemedicine is here. Bay Area Medical Home of Can Care Clinic offers telemedicine for new and established patients. You can see me without an office visit. Schedule an appointment at 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. When it's time for your appointment, type this web address into your cell phone or computer web browser, doxy.me forward slash Bay Area Med. A cell phone works well and is all you really need. For computers, you need a web camera and speakers. We'll give you this address when you call for your appointment. We accept most insurances and travel insurances. Canadians and visitors, please call your travel insurance company for an authorization number prior to the visit. Co-pays and deductibles apply. Self-pay rates are available. Just ask. We accept credit cards, PayPal, and Stripe. 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. My friends at St. Pete MRI and Sleep Diagnostics are your best choice for state-of-the-art MRI, CT, and sleep studies. Quality unsurpassed. 25 years experience makes St. Pete MRI my go-to imaging center. Self-pay rates are competitive and out-of-pocket costs a fraction of a hospital. Conveniently accessible from both sides of the bay at 750 94th Avenue North, St. Pete, near the Gandhi, 727-577-2220, 727-577-2220. The latest from AccuWeather at the top and bottom of the hour, only on AM860, The Answer. Today we'll have a thick cloud cover and it'll be cooler with occasional rain followed by steadier rain. The high will be 59. Tonight, occasional rain and drizzle. The low will be 55. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy and warmer with a high 77. Tuesday, cloudy with a little rain and a high 77. Wednesday, variable cloudiness with a couple of showers and a high 76. That's your Accurate Forecast. I'm Garrett Beck for AM 860, The Answer. And we're back. This is Dr. Bill. Got Ken with me today. How you doing, buddy? Just fine. We got a winner, Doc. We got a winner? Yeah. Oh, cool beans. <laughs> Alex Renko. Congratulations to Alex Renko of Sarasota. He knew. That hey, Doc, Alex. Thanks for listening, buddy. Doc had a little trouble in what area? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to find out uh, at the public library how to do the Heimlich maneuver so I could save my wife's life. That's correct. <laughs> but, it, but it, you know, it's awfully hard to go into the library and look all that up and copy it and bring it out and get back in time to stop her from choking to death. So, so overall, didn't go well? Is that what you're trying to tell us? It didn't go well, but I think that must have been a dream because this morning she was downstairs working on charts and yelling at me already. <laughs> okay. Your charting is horrible. <laughs> Thank you, dear. I love you, too. Well, congratulations. <laughs> To uh, Alex and uh, everybody else called in, we thank you for trying. Yeah, and Alex, we love you, guy. And we love everybody that's listening to the show. It's 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 just such a wonderful feeling to know that somebody's out there. By the way, somebody just uh, uh, hit me on Facebook that they're now following me. So I guess people can see me on Facebook. That's good. That's that's fine. You're absolutely right. That's great. And I and I've got a new uh, a new mentor. Um, hired person who's going to help me make sure that I'm on all the social medias and, and, and thumping away and doing everything I should be doing. Right. You need a 16 year old. No, wait a minute. <laughs> you need somebody. I don't want to lose my license. <laughs> no, I mean, just for your computer. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> At any rate, 
so Rep- Representative Bobert, you know, out in uh, out in uh, in Colorado, is that over finally? That's over. She did win. She beat her uh, Republican or her Democratic challenger. So I don't know. Does is that we are we now two nineteen? Is that the story? That would make sense if that happened yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. I think was- some. I think another Democrat in Colorado. Maybe what was the same Democrat I was looking at? Somebody conceded in Colorado. That much I know. So maybe yeah. that was it. Yeah, that that was it. And and I, I think that the uh, the uh, you know the 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 five or whatever they call them, you know, the liberal women that are on the not the five, but the 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 squad or whatever. What the view? The view. The view. That's it. The view. They were all opining about you know Bobert and what's she going to do? She'll be without a job and this and that, and she won. And so. I guess there are some uh, some surprises that are still coming down the pike, and hopefully this will this will help our our cause. Uh, hopefully, we'll get more Republicans in the House, and that way, if there's a, a small group that that wants to bolt from the main, uh, we'll be able to still get a legislation or at least get some things done. I don't know if we're going to get anything done legislatively with the with a democratic president, but certainly they have the purse strings and they can do a few things. And Ken, I was looking at the map. Do you know about four fifths of the United States of the, of the territory of the actual land is Republican. It's red. Did you well, know? Sure. All the big, all the big area States are red. They're all red. And uh, it looks like the coast, the Northeast coast uh, from Virginia on up uh, into Maine, that's blue. And New Mexico, of course, God, I don't know why, that's blue. Southern Arizona, which is where the big population is, the big cities there, that's blue. And, of course, California is blue, Oregon and Washington. And half of Colorado, I guess they're fighting all the time up there, huh? <laughs> I think so, yeah. I think we might have the captain here chiming in on this. Oh, my God, the captain's back. Let's see, everyone. Captain, are you there, buddy? I am there, and I am your official stat corrector. As of right now, two two zero. There is one more race. Get this in California, where the Republican is up by five point seven points. They got seventy seven percent of the vote counted, and they won't give it to them. That's not very nice. <laughs> and there was a guy in California, Democrat, who was stealing the race from the Republican because they kept voting, they kept counting the votes long enough. Hmm. Well, brother, so wait, go. Camp. One so right my, now we're at two twenty, two twelve, I guess. Yeah, so that's we're, right. We're pulling, we're pulling ahead. We're inching our way there, and uh, depending on who is our candidate in twenty four, I think this does not bode well for the Democrats. Really, I don't. I think that we're going to continue to gain support, and and the exit polls are showing that college educated white women, uh, blacks, and Hispanics are more and more coming over to the conservative side. Which is good, and this is this is a lot of the Democratic base over the uh, over the decades. So, well, I'm glad to see we got an eight or nine sp- uh, seat spread there because if you, if it was yeah. only going to be two or three, that puts too much power in just a couple of a uh, congressman's hands. You know what I mean? Yeah, and this way, if there's a you know a group of block of four or five to say no, we're not going to go along with that, then they'll have to compromise and and uh, work together. But again, they're not going to get any legislation passed. But they do have the power to stop some of the things that are going on, like uh, they can refuse to fund the the hiring of 85,000 new IRS employees. And, and I think it was you, Ken, that said that they're going to be armed. They're going to be carrying guns. Yeah. Oh so 
let's uh, let's get to work. We yeah. can do some things, yeah. And plus hearings. I mean, we could, we can find out maybe what's been going on. Yeah, maybe on a couple of things. Maybe a lot of these hearings that I, I haven't been impressed whether they're run by the Democrats or the Republicans. They they stir up a whole lot of dust and smoke and nothing really. Ever- well, they get tied up in the courts too. Everybody starts appealing everything. Yep. Yep. So it takes you know years and years and years and years to get anything done, and millions and millions of dollars. Yeah, and uh, by the way, up in Alaska, I guess it's the governor or no, the Senate race for Murkowski. It looks like she's taking the lead, and I think she's an independent, isn't she? I, I believe she is. Yes, and she's sort of a well, I mean, you know, an independent's another word for a closet liberal, but uh, so she votes pretty much with the Democrats in the Senate. But I, I guess uh, Trabaki. Uh, is still in the running, but it looks like Murkowski's going to get it. Chewy, the, Chewy, Chewy's running up there from Star Wars? Chewy Chewbacca, yeah. <laughs> T-S-H-I-B-A-K-A. Kelly? I don't want to murder it. <laughs> Chewbacca. We'll Chew- say really? Kelly Chewbacca. Must be a, it must be a native name up there. You got me, buddy. It mm-hmm. might be. Yeah. You go, native girl. That's you right. You do it. They've got a weird system up there in Alaska. It's a ranked system or something like that. Yeah, so, you know, like a million people can vote, and then the top five or four or whatever, top five or three, make it to the second round, and then the top two make it to the third round, and then I guess the finals are between the top two, and whoever wins that gets to be governor or go to Congress or whatever they're doing. Kind of like like bracketing basketball, you know? Yeah, and it's, it's fascinating, but I don't think it's a very efficient way to do things, but... Um, no, it seems like an incredible waste of time and money. <laughs> Just do it well, once. This, you know, it might be the way the Inuits did it up there, and uh, they're so they're taking a, a page out of their playbook. Uh, well, we took pages out of the playbook of of the North American Indians, quote unquote, Native North Americans, whatever you want to call it, um, with our House and our Senate. So we did uh, look at their system of government along with. Uh, or the founding fathers did, along with the Greek and Roman and British and uh, various uh, other democracies over the centuries, looked at, at how they were set up and run and, and came up with what seems to be a pretty good system. Yeah, absolutely. We hope that it'll stay. <laughs> we, <laughs> we, we hope that socio-fascists won't take over and, you know, if you say anything, if you're Dr. Bill, you'll be locked up for, or you have to go to a, uh, what, a re-education camp. Now, nah, Dr. Pendulum is swinging back to the right. So I think a 24 will be okay. Well, that's what you said about the midterms. You said we'd get the House and the Senate. And you well, lied. I was only half right. You Well, then there was a half a lie. <laughs> you hurt my feelings. No, we're going we're gonna to be okay in 24. We're going to have a lot, of pe- a lot of good people out there. So, you know, the new U of K Prime Minister, Sunak? which, by the way, is an Indian name, a Hindu name. His family uh, was originally from India. I think they uh, had emigrated to uh, Eastern Africa, which a lot of Indians did back uh, decades ago because there were opportunities there. And then they went to from there to uh, England, and he was born and raised in England. He's now the prime minister. And uh, so he visited with... Uh, with folks over in Kiev and in the Ukraine and pledges support. Now it's not a whole lot of support, you know, it's like 50 or a million or 60 million, uh, which is by our standards, not much, but you know, you got to remember great Britain's uh, economy is probably the 10th, the size of ours. 
I think they're number six now. I think India finally overtook them, the old uh, colony. And the Indians at the lunch table, they're like, yeah, we now own Great Britain. <laughs> <laughs> We've got the prime minister. <laughs> so, uh, but at any rate, uh, they're going to bring in anti-aircraft guns and technology. And, and uh, the president of the Ukraine, Zelensky, he's asking for uh, anti-aircraft guns that will include radar guiding so that they can shoot down the drones and the rockets that are coming in. You know, we've got uh, some pretty sophisticated weapons that uh, we put on on our ships, Ken, and they're they're kind of like Gatlin guns, and they're they're computer and radar and infrared and everything else directed. And what they do is they lay down uh, in like a a two or three foot diameter wall of shells, fifty caliber shells and they just chew up anything that comes in their way uh, yes, so, but they just create a wall of uh, lead kind of i guess huh? yep yeah you have to fly yep. through it or <laughs> and uh, did you hear that um i don't know if it was ukrainian or russian rocket debris fell into poland and killed a couple of people and so the poles are now saying hey that's this isn't just ukraine's war anymore and i think they've invoked article four of NATO, which says everybody has to sit down and talk. And Article 5 is everybody has to come to our rescue. So it it's apparently is more than just the process of you pick up the phone and say, we're invoking Article 4, and then all the members of NATO meet in uh, in Belgium. And uh, I guess it's in Brussels, isn't it? Isn't that the capital of the NATO? Uh, Brussels, I believe is correct. Yes, sir. Brussels, I think that's the headquarters. So, but as I said last year, Last fall, we're headed for a world war. It's inching closer and closer, and even our military are beating the war drums that we're going to go to war with China at some point in the future. I sure hope we don't. I wouldn't mind kicking some Russian butt, but that's too easy, Doc. That's well, you got to have a warm-up game, Ken. <laughs> you got to play. You know, you don't go out and play the number two team doesn't go out and play the number one team right out of the out of the shoot. They go and beat up on the number 15 and 20 team. That'll be over in about 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, probably. And <laughs> I think that Russia is probably the 12th largest economy now or 10th largest. I mean, they're, they're really, they have really gone down. I don't know how Putin's uh, hasn't been tossed out of there yet. Money, power. Yeah, well, it seems like all the oligarchs are dying intimidation uh you know it's hard to argue if you're if you have a population that's not armed it's hard to argue at the point of a gun so you'd send these kids out of, that are in your military and say round them up or your police and you know they're going to do what they're told because they don't want to lose their jobs they don't want to be locked up what are you going to do ken i mean how are you going to fix that you can't you're right you can't you can't i mean you you can argue at the point of a gun uh, certainly, we did it a few times before we uh, actually were in a full-fledged fight with the British. Uh, you remember the Boston Massacre, which was kind of a setup. And we took advantage of some young soldiers, some young British soldiers who were obviously scared to death. And people were throwing bottles and rocks at them. And it's not clear whether they fired first or whether somebody had a gun or a firecracker or something that they uh, set off or shot or lit to to get it going. But then... The uh, soldiers fired into the crowd, and I think three people were killed and several wounded. And did you know that those guys were actually on trial? You know who defended them? I, no, I don't. 
President John Adams, when he was uh, practicing law, he defended them in the 1775 uh, or 1774 in that era there, and he got them off. He got them off, and rightfully so. You know, they were they were being attacked. You know, they were having bottles and stuff thrown at them. Well, I'm sure the Russian people wish they had a Second Amendment right now. So, yes, I'm sure they do. And you know, the Canadians they're not allowed to own guns anymore, so they're all coming down here and hiding behind my skirt. <laughs> so what are you gonna the, do? the Australians they have guns. You can have a gun in Australia, right? I think you, I think you can. I hope so, because, you know, those dingoes are mean. They'll bite you. That's why I think they're allowed. I'm sure there's they're allowed such have, wildlife out there. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they're allowed to have rifles. Pistols, I don't know. But I think we have more guns in the United States than we have people in the United States. Probably, yeah. Yep. A lot of uh, multi-gun owners. So, you know, nothing wrong with that. No, and... And I think that the Second Amendment is so valuable, and, and it's no accident that it comes right after the First Amendment. I mean, the First Amendment says, hey, you got personal freedoms, and you have the right to fight against your government in court or by uh, recall or, or redress of grievances. And by the way, if you don't like what you hear, you can own a gun. <laughs> and you can, I mean, you're not supposed to foment rebellion, but... I think it's in the Declaration of Independence that we have the right to uh, to uh, uh, pursue a life that's free and happy. Isn't that what it says? That's right. And although that's not in the Constitution, a lot of people would argue that the basis of the Constitution is in part from the Declaration of Independence. So we will see what happens there. And uh, as I said, we're picking up college-educated uh uh, and minority votes in in a number of areas. So expanding uh, the party—that's what has to happen. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Meanwhile, back in the UK, with the new prime minister, uh, the the minister of finance says Jeremy Hunt. He says taxes are going up, and spending's going down. <laughs> so, which was just the opposite of what the last prime minister a few weeks ago said. She said taxes are going down. And we're still going to spend. And, uh, and she was gone in about a week and a half. But. Yeah, and well, that sent the, the British uh, pound into a tailspin. And uh, the economy, the world, the whole world economy sank there for a few days. The stock markets everywhere went down because of Great Britain. That little country still has some power in the world. It really does. The pound is still a valuable commodity. Yeah, but it's not anywhere near the dollar anymore. No, no, it's not. But, uh, but you're I'll right. Take, it did have a little effect there. I'll take pounds. I'll take euros. Canadian loonies, Canadian dollars. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we had dinner with some of our Canadian friends uh, the night before last, and uh, they were opining or, or crying about how far the Canadian dollar has fallen against the U.S. dollar. And, Recalling the good old days when the Canadian when the Canadian dollar was almost on par with the U.S. dollar, which of course makes it much easier if you're going to spend the winter down here. Uh, but you got to remember now, even though the dollar is and and everything is so much more expensive here for the Canadians, they still save money. They cut down on their heating bill in the winter. They don't have the same gas prices. Uh, foods uh, a little cheaper down here. Uh, certainly uh, buying dry goods like clothes and TVs and all that is less expensive down here. And uh, I think that the uh, 
I think that President Xi was chewing on Trudeau's ear at what was at the uh, the the. the Green meeting that they had over there, and yeah, what was that about? What was he? Do we know what he he was talking about? Well, I'm sure that uh, because Trudeau and and the Canadians, the Canadian Parliament, they're imposing more sanctions and this and that on the Chinese, and so I'm sure that she was saying, "Hey, don't be stupid. (laughs) You know, we can buy you. (laughs) (laughs) We can own you tomorrow." Maybe maybe he was trying to do that. Yeah. We, we like your country. We'd like to buy that, please. Yeah, we'd like to have that. You know, it's like Trump, he wanted to buy Greenland, which actually was not a bad idea. Buying uh, Greenland? Yeah, he wanted to buy Greenland. I think uh, I think it's Denmark that owns Greenland. I can't remember. But, you know, they're not doing anything with it. And Greenland, actually, most of the people speak English. And uh, they're part of North America. Did you know that? Greenland is the largest island in the world, and it's part of North America. It's uh, part of our continent. Well, it must be shrinking. Isn't that the one that's melting? Uh, well, Aren't that what they're all screaming about? Yeah, the, it's melting, but that makes for some nice uh, low mountains you can go climb. <laughs> and and they've got really and truly they have wonderful hot springs and active volcanoes. It's actually supposed to be a pretty neat place to, to visit. I know Iceland. I've been to Iceland. Iceland's pretty cool. Well, it must be similar. Yeah, very thermal. Everybody heats with thermal. That's pretty cool. It is, yeah, because there's so much of it. I was there at Christmas time, the week before Christmas, and um, everybody had their doors open. That's how much heat they get from the thermal vents. That's pretty amazing. Now, what? how do they do that? Do they put, do they put like, pipes into the ground down into the uh, thermal pools and use that as, like, a, uh, a radiator mechanism? I guess so, yeah. And then they pipe it. Every house has its own piping offshoot of the heat pipe. So it's all radiators. Yeah, and everybody just turns it up. And you walk into a store, it's like 90 in there, and everybody's got the doors open. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a fascinating world. And we, we think that we're we're unique, and we, we really are not. In, in some ways, we are unique, but in other ways, there's a lot of uniqueness out there in the world, and it's fun to go see it. So the former president says, uh, eh, I don't think I want to return to Twitter. Elon Musk says, oh, come on back. We love you. We love you, baby. We want you. Meanwhile, Dr. Bill says, come see me. Are you there, Ken? I'm here. I'm here, yeah. Were you grabbing the phone? <laughs> I was going to grab the phone there for a second. But you know what? We're down to the minute and a half here, so I really don't have time for a phone call. Yeah, go ahead and grab the phone. I can carry this by myself. Okay, very good. But I'm scared, Ken. <laughs> You'll do fine. <laughs> okay, good. Thank you. So we're down to the uh, end of the show, and... Again, if you want to watch me live on Facebook, you can also see me on YouTube, Dr. Bill Radio MD. I think there's a page, and uh, the person I hired to to uh, help me with the website, she said she went on there and there were videos. So you can go to Facebook, YouTube. Um, I'm pretty sure that drbillradiomd.com, my website, has it, but I'm going to have to work on that today. So I'm, I'm getting there slowly. And I got a new camera, and it is just gorgeous, the pictures that, it, that it's the video that it's sending out. So there's a lot of there's a lot of fun and activity, and, and I'm ramping up, guys. I'm ramping up. By the way, you can come see me at the office, or if you don't want to see me, you can call us for telemed visit at 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. It's pretty simple, really. Uh, just call, make an appointment, and then we'll send you a link, and you just click on on your cell phone, or if you have a computer with a 
with a, a, a webcam and, and speakers, you can talk to me on your computer or you can use a headset for your speakers. At any rate, it's very possible and we're there for you and we offer a lot of, uh, a lot of different, uh, wide variety of, 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 of uh, solutions for your medical problems. So give us a call, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Thank Bye. you for listening to Dr. Bill, your radio MD. Join Dr. Bill every Sunday morning at 9 for more insight, information, provocation, and fun. Dr. Bill Handelman practices in St. Petersburg, Florida at Bay Area Medical Can Care Clinic, 6399 38th Avenue North. For your convenience, telemedicine appointments are available. Call his office today at 727-384-6411. That's 727-384-6411. Or visit his website at Clinic. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.